Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. What's up, everybody? This is The Chosen One, Promise Braxton, and you are listening to The WrestleVale Podcast. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Promise Braxton, professional wrestler of six years. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. It's good to finally get to talk to you. Been keeping my eye on your career a little bit, and a lot of exciting things are happening for you. Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, I just recently won my uh, second uh, Diamonds Division title for Reality of Wrestling. Things have been really, really great. I'm really grateful for all the opportunities, and I'm extremely blessed to have fans and have my team believe in me. Now, you started wrestling in Pittsburgh. You started at the PWX Academy. Talk to me a little bit about that promotion and uh, what got you interested in I always ask this about the ladies. It's like, what got you into wrestling and what did your parents say? Honestly, it was kind of like a thing in my family. Like, my dad was a big wrestling fan. Uh, my granddad was a huge wrestling fan. He used to have, like, posters of, like, the early 2000s uh, Attitude Era all over his house. And I used to just ask him a whole bunch of questions. And he used to be like, girl, shut up and sit down and watch it. Like I'm just like, okay. So, but at a young age, I already knew that I wanted to be in the wrestling business and my family knew it. So I didn't have like a long drawn out story of like dropping out of college and <laughs> telling my family, this is what I wanted to do. It was kind of just like, this is what I want to do. And at 19 years old, I just did it. I just Googled wrestling schools in my area. And like you said, I went to the PWX Academy and I noticed that Kurt Angle went there. So I'm like, okay, like if this, it gotta be some type of credibility if Kurt Angle was there. So uh, I sent the email out and it was like within like an hour later, like the, uh, the promoter was like, come down. And I'm like, I think I spoke too soon. Maybe I should uh, wait a little bit. And he's like, no, come down right now. And I'm like, Give me a few weeks. We had that conversation in like January. He finally told me to come down in June and never looked back since. What was giving you the cold feet? I mean, it's just like anything where it's like, I'm going to run a marathon. And then like the marathon is around the corner. You're like, dang, like I got to run 26 miles. Like, are you crazy? You know, like, it's easy just to say something when it's like, no, come on, let's do it. It's like, you sure? You're like, <laughs> did I speak too soon? You know, so, but it was, uh, it was everything that I didn't think it would be. I thought I was going to walk in and see a whole bunch of bodybuilders and tough guys. And they were just normal people, like right. just normal people. <laughs> and it, it was great. Right, right. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about, you know, when I was watching wrestling, I'm probably twice your age. So, you know, 
back in the eighties and the, in the nineties, the guys were, the guys were, were big, right? They, the mm -hmm. wrestler, the wrestler size, the size of the wrestler was, you know, big guy wrestling. And, and they went through that phase for a while. And, and now it's not like that, you know, it's, you see normal sized people wrestling. They have different, you know, they match up people with their weights or they, you know, they do have a big guy and a small person or whatever, but it's, um, it's a little different in that regard, right? I mean, like you said, people look normal. I wouldn't say they were like normal. Like, uh, like it just wasn't like, I thought I was going to walk in there and see a whole bunch of Batistas. And granted, uh, Duke Davis, he's a pretty huge guy. He's like 6'4", probably 280 of just like pure muscle. He was there. So I can't say everyone was just normal. But I thought I was going to kind of walk into like a toxic culture where like everyone was like chewing on like thumbnails and stuff like that. And everyone was just like, welcome in. Like, nice to meet you. And I'm just like, wow, like I was scared for nothing, you know? So right, right. it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, wrestling people are pretty good people. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I've come across a lot of really good people in wrestling. So I guess it can be a little intimidating because, you know, they're in there beating people up for, for a living, right? But, you know, it's all in good fun, right? Always in good fun. Hey, talk to me a little bit about what it was like for you in PWX and what do you think that, uh, what do you, what do you think that they maybe instilled in you that, that made you feel comfortable doing what you're doing? They taught me a lot about respect. Like I, I learned my wrestling manners there. You know, they always told me to, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen twice and shut up. And at first I was young. I thought when I was 19, you know, I was a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, but a little bit uh, just mischievous, I would say. <laughs> and uh, I didn't understand until, like, I got myself in, like, situations where I'm like, whoa, I should have shut up here, you know, just being young. So going into that school, it taught me a lot about, like, wrestling, just wrestling manners, wrestling psychology, wrestling uh respect how to respect the business how to respect my peers how to respect myself how to value myself how to value other people and just what it means to be in the business so i would say pwx taught me a lot about just the heart of wrestling versus just learning moves and stuff like that right Right. And that's important to know, too, because like if you go and say you go to another country and maybe you wear a certain thing or you do a certain thing and like, whoa, 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 we don't do that here. It's kind mm -hmm. of like that, right? You're like, hey, yeah. you know, we have a, a mm -hmm. you know, a, a code of, you know, a code here, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a code of uh, honor, if you would say. Right. So what got you to move? from your place in Pittsburgh to Texas. What what brought you here? It's kind of a long story, but long story short, my uh, mother was moving down here with my younger siblings. I have two younger siblings and she wanted a new start. There was no really reason. And 
She moved in 2018. And I initially stayed in PA. And then, like, she was kind of, we were, like, everyone was kind of having a hard time, like, juggling with it. We got my, my older sister, my, myself, and PA, my mom, my stepfather, my younger siblings in Texas. And it was kind of just hard to, like, cope without being with each other. So my mom was kind of just, like, just trying to convince me, like, every time we talked, like, hey, why don't you come on down? Why don't you come on down? And I'm like, ah. Uh, no, <laughs> but at the same time, during that period, like wrestling was okay for me in PA, but I felt like I hit my ceiling. I did everything that I could do. Uh, doors weren't, I can't say they weren't opening. Maybe I wasn't like applying enough pressure. So, but uh, I just felt like I hit my ceiling on where I was at in wrestling in, uh, in Pittsburgh. So she told me, like, well, why don't you just Google schools around my house? And I did. And come to find out, Booker, Booker T School was, like, an hour away. And I'm like, okay. Then I started watching reality wrestling on YouTube. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is something I never thought I could be a part of. I'm like, I don't know if I could, like, run with these, like, if I can run with these like wolves, you know, these is this is a whole different ball game for me, you know. It's like I was playing in like the G League and this is like NBA up here. Like it was just a whole different world. And six months later, moved. Three weeks later, I signed up. And then a month and a half later I debuted. So it all just kinda happened. Right, right. And you can't ask for a better wrestling state, right? So much wrestling. Where are some of the places that you wrestled in besides Houston? I've been everywhere. I've been, I mean, I can't even say everywhere because the state is so big. I think, I don't even think I've been on the opposite half of Texas yet. Like, I don't think I have just like the, the time to even drive 24 hours across the state, but I've been to uh, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, there's other places, but for the life of me, I just cannot remember. <laughs> and um, you had an opportunity to wrestle with uh, Mission Pro with Thunder Rosa's promotion? Mm-hmm. That was in uh, Conroe and San Antonio, I believe. Okay. Yeah, not, Conroe is not too far from, from Houston, right? Too far, yeah. It, it is too far? <laughs> it's not too far, but... The way the way you know you you live in Texas you know like if it's an hour away it's not considered far but it's far though oh yeah like it's not far but it's like it's not around the corner either right right yeah no so. no I I get that I was gonna go up to a show in Conroe one time and from here so mm-hmm. you know uh, at the last minute we decided not to go and um, but Houston's a Houston's a drive for us you know and I know it's in that area. But it's, you know, like you said, everything's far here. Everything's far. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've had the opportunity to drive from the bottom to the state, to the top of the state, to the the east point, to the west point. So I've done that in my in my lifetime since I've been in Texas. And yeah, I can't tell you. Driving from El Paso to Dallas is a long way. 
Yikes. When I drove, when I first moved down here, I drove down here. And from Pittsburgh to Houston, it's literally 24 hours. When we got to the state of Texas, we still had seven hours to go. Like, I remember being in, like, so much rage. It was like, welcome to Texas. And looking at the GPS, like, seven and a half hours left. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we should be there in 30 minutes. Like, wow, why is this this far? Right, right. Yeah, because uh, when I've done that drive from Pittsburgh to Texas, and you can do, you know, a couple states in seven hours, right? You can... Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can make some tracks. You can get to like three states from PA in seven hours. You can hit Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia. Like it's like four or five states right there. Yeah. Texas, good luck. So when you were wrestling at Mission Pro, who who did you wrestle there? Uh, I wrestled there on three different occasions. The first time it was a tag match with uh, Burt Vixen and. Jenna Lynn and my tag partner was Killer Kate. The second time it was myself and Rachel Rose. Then the third time was myself and this uh, girl named Megan Myers. Okay. Yeah, a lot of lot of really good names in there. A lot of good names in there. Yeah, absolutely. I had the opportunity to go to a Mission Pro show up in. Uh, uh buda right outside i guess uh what between austin and san antonio incredible matter of fact my wife went with me and my wife isn't a wrestling fan but she was up there with me uh because i was selling books that weekend at the at the show and um my wife was helping me and somewhere along the line she just she started you know i could look over and see her smile and she was like having a good time. She liked uh, Rochelle Chanel. Uh, uh, Rache Chanel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she liked her, and then uh, uh, Masha Slamovich and uh, Lazona Negra were in the uh, main event, mm-hmm. and it was off the charts, man. I mean, it was probably one of the best matches I've seen live in a long time, and. Uh, what was so funny is my wife said to me, she that match was awesome. And she had nothing to change it on, right? Because she doesn't watch wrestling, but but she was right. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's funny when people say they're not a wrestling fan. They just have to watch the right match. Right. Absolutely. Everyone, everyone, like my older sister, she was never really into wrestling. The show come to my shows and I mean, she's a fan of me, of course, but she loves like Culture Inc., Fly Death, like uh, Will All Day, and like she don't play when it comes to like Culture Inc. Like they they come on, don't talk to her. Like she's she's zoned in. Like I'm just like, dude, like what about your sweet sister here? And she's just like, nah, like like I'm here for Eli Knight, Malik, and Nick Holiday. I'm like, okay, well, who are you too then? You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's funny. That's uh, somebody was telling me about that too. That uh, his sister uh, liked the the guy that he wrestled against uh better than him. <laughs> it, it it really it's just about if it's a good match or not. 
And right. it's it's not really about are you into wrestling or not. It's it's just is this the right match for you? And if you can get behind it, then you can consider yourself a fan just a little bit. Yeah. What What do you think? Uh, you know, I'm sure we all have our own idea of what makes a good match, and you know what what brings that magic out. What What is it for you? Uh, for me, I like the physical part of it, where you just don't know where it's going to go. It's kind of like a movie, you know, where you just don't know what's going to happen, and everything is intense. You're on the edge of your seat. The baby faces, you know, they're an underdog. They're fighting underneath the hill. The, you know, uh, sob and the hill was giving the crowd, telling them exactly where to stick it, and the baby faces just, just they just won't quit. And it's it's just high tension, and you just don't know how it's going to end. To me, that's what makes wrestling special. And and what is uh, what was your first impression of the the wrestling fans here in Texas? That's it's definitely different. Uh, they're way like they're way more vocal than the ones back at home. The blow horns and stuff like that, like that's not really a thing back in the uh, PA. And here, you know, they they bring the blow horns. They bring all types of just like noisy like machines. Uh, I guess it's flattering because you're making noise, but uh, it's it's definitely different. Yeah, is it a little distracting when you're not expecting it? Uh, not really. I feel like it's more distracting if you don't get a reaction. Yeah. So I guess some reactions better than no reaction. Right, right. And I've talked to some people that they uh. They say where you go to different areas of the United States that the the fans are different. Do you have you experienced that? And most definitely. Where are you? In the, yeah, tell tell me. Is were you going to say the South? In the South, all you have to do is just basically work the crowd. You don't have to do anything. It's you don't have to worry about. I can't say you don't have to worry about having. Like you can have, you can have a good match, but you can kind of keep it into like a. A real like safe zone. You don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to do anything off the charts. It's kind of just like, you know, look at a little kid and tell him that, you know, his parents or, you know, brother and sister, that's why he looks like that. And they'll just eat it up, you know, like, <laughs> and they'll eat it up. You know, it's, it's like I love working in the South. You know, I don't have to do anything. Right. Just think of the most craziest insults I can think of. And, it's gonna be a good night. Yeah, you definitely can't forget that the audience is sitting out there. I mean, you can't block them out. You have to, you have to work with them, and you have to play with them, and right. They love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the that's the fun thing about going to the show is the interaction with the wrestler for the fan, right? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah we we've got some wrestlers down here that do a really good job of playing to the crowd and, you know, um, getting some crowd interaction. And it, it's always fun, you know, because you feel a part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely fun when they know their place. You know, like sometimes fans will try to cross that line. It's like, dude, like just, just, just stay right there. You know, like, like I'm – um, I'm insulting you, but I'm not insulting you. You know, like, don't try to cross the barricade. Don't try to follow me to my car. Don't try to 
right. you know, don't try to be a part of the show because you are a part of the show. You're just not in the ring. So like, so just relax. Right, right. Yeah, I was talking to some old school wrestlers and they said, we never put our hands on them until they put our their hands on us. <laughs> That's the rule. That is the rule. And every time you see a fan put their hands on a wrestler, I mean, and God bless their soul. Yeah. <laughs> God bless their soul. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Uh, not a very smart idea. I mean, it's like uh, that's what you guys do night after night or every weekend. So you you know you gotta you gotta have it down by now, right? It's like trying to tackle a lineman. It's like why would you do that? Like it's this is what he does, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Not the smartest, but you know, if right? You like it, I love it. Hey, being six years in the business, do you feel like uh, your career is moving? You know at a good pace that you're right where you need to be? Do you, how do you feel? Did you think you'd be where you're at at six years or did you think you'd be further? I think honestly, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. You know, if you, I used to have like a bad habit of looking at other people's like goals and like compare it to mine. I'm like, wow, like she did this and this amount of time or this happened for her and this amount of time and it didn't happen for me. But I feel like everybody's journey is different. You know, like I'm exactly where I am because of hard work. And I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right at this moment. I don't look at other people anymore and think of that should be, that should have been me or that could have been me. It's, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, once you start comparing yourself, you lose yourself. So for me, I think six years in, I've, I've done a great job. Absolutely. Can you think on the top of your head? I I'm, I know you've had a lot of matches already by now, but are there any that stand out for you? Like, did you, is there a, maybe a wrestler that you stepped in the ring with that you were excited to, to work with? Or was there a match where you just said, wow, you know, if I, if I could strive for that match, I'll be good. Honestly, I think all I love all my matches. Like I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not perfect, but I actually can sit back and watch my matches and enjoy them like a fan. Like, oh snap! Like it's like it's not even me in there. I'm like, whoa! Like that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's some good stuff, you know. But uh, one match I always would say at the top of my list is the one with uh, NXT Superstar Ivy. Now, just the emotion and. The feeling going into that match, it was not pressure, but a whole bunch of pressure mm -hmm. at the same exact time. You know, yeah, everyone watching you, you know, I, I knew the world was watching me at that time. because It's like, OK, she's here and she's wrestling you. That means that there's something good about you that she was brought in. So it was a crazy experience, but. I will never forget like how I felt that day, like that that match. And Ivy now as a person like is she stands really close to my heart. That is one that is one badass woman. What do you think it is about her that that sets her apart? I mean, she's like a little like pit bull. Honestly, I've never met anyone like her. She's like she's 
short in height, but like it's the attitude, it's it's the swag, it's the delivery of her. It's it's crazy. Like her presence, it just says like it screams superstar. And it's just like, wow, like this girl is like she's super strong and she's super beautiful and she's hungry and she's humble. Like that's someone, I mean, outside of wrestling, that's someone I would want to be like. And I've I've talked to some wrestlers who would wrestle a, a certain individual and after they got done wrestling, they said, Man, after that after that match with him, my my footwork was better. You, you ever experienced something like that where you feel like maybe your opponents have kind of raised the bar with you, so to speak? Uh, all the time, uh, really. I've always watched my matches back in a fan perspective and in a cr- critique perspective. But I've always watched it in a, in a fan perspective so I can not go easy on myself, but not to like just completely just be like I hate it and just don't and just you know just annihilate myself in my mind so that every time I watch my matches back I always try to fix something even if something that the, no one notices and it could be like you said footwork or angles camera angles kick out something so tedious so I always try to fix one thing that stood out to me so I wouldn't say it's necessarily the opponents. It's always just I always wanted to get better. Now and I want to be better every time I step in the ring. So just taking the steps and just watching myself like very closely, but not under a microscope. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned that you wrestled in Bryan, right? Did you say that? Bryan College Station? Mm-hmm. Was that at Houston Carson's? place yep uh lion's pride yes who did you wrestle at lion's pride the sweet sweet mia friday i've i've talked to mia yeah she's She's sweet isn't she yeah she's good people i i very good people yeah i enjoyed talking to her immensely and uh you know what was really mind-blowing right i mean she's she just got her driver's license when I talked to her. You <laughs> <laughs> was like, man, I she goes, last weekend I drove to my show by myself. You know, so I thought that was, and it, it was, I don't know, it was just really neat. I was like, wow, man, you know, here's this young lady and she's getting good training, right? I mean, I've I remember watching Houston Carson uh, before he had to retire um, from his from wrestling, and man, I really saw this guy going far. You know, it's um, he just to me it looked like you know the full package, and now that he can't physically wrestle, it's nice to see him passing you know, his knowledge down to people like Mia and, and many others over there. What, was that, was Mia the only person that you wrestled over there? Yeah, I've only been there once. Uh, but Mia, Mia and I have wrestled a handful of times. Uh-huh. And uh, she's so exciting just to be around, you know, like she makes me feel so old. I'm not even old. I'm just like, yikes. Like, like, 
I'm 10 years older than you. Like, like you said, you just got your license. You just got like, you're in high school still. And I'm just like, wow, like you have the whole world ahead of you. And now every time I tell her, every time I see her, I'm like, dude, when you hit like 25, 28, 30, like, dude, you're going to be phenomenal. Like, you're already amazing. Yeah. So you give yourself 10 years, I'm like, you're going to be unstoppable. She is uh, really fun to talk to because you forget how old she is, right? It's like she mm-hmm. has an old soul, you know, and she's very mature for her age. Uh, the way she talks about the wrestling business, uh, the respect that she has for wrestling. And uh, yeah, I just had to remind myself, of, wow, <laughs> high school kid. Seriously, high school kid. So yeah, she does. She definitely does have a a promising future for sure. For sure, no pun intended. Did you happen to meet Roxy? Or I did. You did. I did. did you get mm-hmm. to wrestle her before she went to NXT? I did a couple times. And now she's she's kind of in the same boat, so to speak. She started at a young age too. Um, she did. Yeah, kind of like what I would call like the prodigy, you know, like the, you know, the, absolutely. what was Mia? She's about 14 years old. I think when she started training, did she tell you? I'm not sure. She was either 14 or 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Roxy was in the same, what, what was your experience with Roxy? Um, same trainer. Uh, she was already down here when I moved down here, we instantly clicked. She was, a. Uh, she is a great person. So uh we used to wrestle and then the pandemic happened. So we did a lot of like uh outside shows that Roe was hosting during that time. Uh she's helped me a lot throughout this whole wrestling journey, I would say. She was never a harsh critic, but she was always a really real critic with me. Like she would kind of just like she wouldn't lay into me, but she would tell me exactly what I needed to hear. And uh, always, I've always valued her opinion, and it's it's so great to see how far she's come and how far she'll go, and what her future will be like. It's going to be bright. It's just how bright it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's it's definitely fun to watch her, and you know, uh, Mia too. And and there's a lot of really good wrestling ladies here in Texas, so. You know, I'm hoping this summer to get out to some shows. Hopefully, I'll be able to catch you on one. I'd love to see you in, in action. And, you know, so um, I'll definitely keep my eye out for you. How can fans uh, find you on social media? Well, you guys, you can find me on Instagram at promise underscore Braxton. Same with Twitter, promise underscore Braxton. And you can catch me on Facebook at promise Braxton. Well, Promise, it has been an enjoyable conversation. You're a very nice young lady. You are uh, got a promising, promising future. What you're doing is is good. You you have the fundamentals. You you have the passion for it, and you know it's it's fun to watch. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, like I said, I hope to see you get to meet you in person i'll introduce myself to you and uh, maybe we'll have you come back on the show again thanks for having me i appreciate it hey it's my pleasure for sure
for sure. Thank you. No problem. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives.